everybody. Welcome back to Roosters in Columbus, Ohio. It's Letterman Live. This is Letterman Row. This is going to be, hey, a rare optimistic show for the first oh, time. Oh, good. Can you believe that? I'm going to be I know. Yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be so. Well, we're still going to make fun of Rutgers, but we're going to do a lot of other things. We couldn't even wait for the food to get out this week to get rolling. I'm just so excited. Uh, that's Michael Bennett, the national champion. You know him. He's got some afternoon, ju- afternoon juice for I us got, right now. I got yeah. a lot of afternoon juice. He's just <laughs> full of juice. New co host of the morning juice. And then our quarterback down there, Justin Zwick. Um, all right, so there's still no definitive progress, but they're at least kicking around the idea that we won't have to wait fully until January for college football to return. So Schlegs has been leading this effort for weeks and searching for ideas, and the fight has continued. The parents protested at the Horseshoe on Saturday, and they're still not getting any actual answers from Kevin Warren, but there are now proposals that could get football back in our lives in the Big Ten much sooner than expected. So I got to think that, you know, you guys are with me. This is a good good sign. I don't know if it's going to happen yet, but at least we're talking about it again. I definitely think it's a good sign. I mean, just – Everybody was screaming, you know, what's going on? This doesn't make any sense. And eventually they said, they admitted to, at the very least, all right, for safety reasons, we probably don't have to wait till winter. Now, figuring out what that means in its entirety, okay, if they can do it in Thanksgiving, can they move it to October? How much time is it going to take to get people prepared for the season? All that is now in play again rather than just them shutting down the conversation. I think people are still curious as to, you know, why was the original decision made the way it was and then what new factors came in to change the decision. But at the very least, Ohio State fans and Big Ten fans can just – Breathe a little, breathe a little deeper, and there, and be a little. Thankful. There's some actual hope, and people have some been, actual you know, saying that I was uh, being a Debbie Downer on all this, and I said, hey, I, if I had something positive, if yeah. I had something positive to report about it, I can't wait to do it. I love college football. Also, I rely on it for my job. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> I want kind it of back. important. I, to you. I, I, I'm not <laughs> telling you guys to abandon hope for no reason, but when there is some, hey, I will tell you what I know, and as soon as it's coming back. Uh, the potential being there, I'd be happy to let you know. Mm. And now it's there. Let's go. And as soon as I found that out, great. If it's Thanksgiving, okay. Uh, that's probably not ideal if you're trying to squeeze in the college football mm. playoff, but we'll take I, it. I'll take some football <laughs> over no football. Well, well, I think it's a starting point, you know, to keep bringing it back. And right. that's probably, you know, their first thing of, well, we could get these kids, you know, students off campus, bring these guys back in, you know, do a bubble type thing, be safe that way. Uh, but I don't. I think it's got to come into October. It's got to be earlier. You got to be able to be in that conversation at the end of the season. If there is going to be a college football playoff, Ohio State needs to have some kind of say in that. The Big Ten needs to have some kind of say in that. So I think it's a great starting spot. I think they. I think they threw it out. I mean, we haven't heard from the guy for weeks. He's had people oh, calling his he? name. Where is he? Nobody knows. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, just give them this November. <laughs> we'll start. You know, the end of November, Thanksgiving. You know, like let's see how that goes." And then, you know, maybe if everybody's happy with it, he'll come out and actually say something. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a good starting point. I hope, I hope, I hope that they, uh, you know, move that up and, and really think about these kids because they're ready to go. These kids want to play and they want to be out there. And we saw one Saturday night. Yep. It went off. Everybody, it was a football game. It, went, went it wasn't like a great one. But I, well, <laughs> fair. But I, I was entertaining to me. I, I watched, watched it, though, yeah. <laughs> well, let's ask this question. So, Michael, how many weeks does it take for you to prepare for a season? It uh, depends on where I'm at. You know, they've been preparing all summer, right? They were ready to play. They were already in camp. Yeah, they were going to be ready to play in September. So now I don't know what they've been doing for two weeks. I'd assume Coach Mick has them working out. It's discretionary. 
Right. Well, so, and, and that's what it is. So they're still working out. They okay, let's say the position, they haven't been the position groups are getting themselves ready with the time that they are allowed to be still physically in shape. I would say it would, would require two-ish weeks, okay. maybe a week or two of um, extra conditioning, all that kind of stuff, and then a couple weeks or a week of non-pads, and then two weeks of pads, and you can really, you know... So you said like two, so two, four three, to, four three, to six weeks. Okay, so let's just say four, four to, to six, six weeks. weeks. Okay. Crunch time. Got it. And why is it so imperative that the students are gone from campus? I don't know. I, I, that, that, that's my thing, right? So, I mean, regardless, first off, how they're bringing kids into campus and then sending them home <laughs> to go do virtual learning is absolutely atrocious. The fact that they took all their Get money. Get that money. Yeah, but, which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous because, again, like our kids are going online. And I will say this. I mean, I live in Worthington and kudos to Worthington and their teachers, high GSF. Like I actually <laughs> walked in and just kind of peered on the videos that the teachers were giving my kids. I was like, they put a lot of time, energy, and effort in doing that. But that being said... I don't think kids on campus, because somebody asked me on Twitter, well, what is the number of cases on campus that should prevent football from playing? I said, who cares? Right? Because it's about the positive test in the football program. Right? It's also hard to have a hard to get COVID in a COVID free environment. Right. Hmm. Huh. Okay. I just watched rugby this last weekend. Right? And those di- dudes are tackling each other, sweating all over each other. They're still playing. So that being said, you said six weeks. I dropped a thing on Twitter about a plan. I got super juiced up out of my mind. I was making product. I'm like, bump it. I'm going to waste two hours. It was an opportunity cost. I should be making product. But you know what? I'm going to give it two hours. I looked at the Big Ten schedule that they released on August 6th. Yeah, guess what? Not surprising. It was kind of easy. What they did was they scheduled a non-conference the first week, and they, or excuse me, non-divisional opponent the first week and a non-divisional opponent the last week. So I just eliminated that. I had eight games. I put them together. You started October 10th, right? So you could have a two-week lead-in, a three-week camp, and then a game week. So that's six weeks starting August 31st. Now, the cool thing is I bumped it back. So you had four games. You had a bye week. You had four games. You had a bye week, right? Then you had the Big Ten Championship game. All of that could be moved around, predicated upon whatever happened, right, in the foreseeable future. You could literally start November 7th if everybody wants to wait till after the election, right? So we could start November 7th and play, and then that way you can still get a six-game season in and be part of it. Because at the end of the day, here's the real question, does anybody want to play at Ohio State a season if they're not going to be playing for the national championship, right? And that's where the Thanksgiving goes to. All right, I understand what it is. Probably Justin Fields doesn't need to be there. Um, Let's see. uh, uh, Wade potentially would play because he needs to get film of him playing corner. Does a Wyatt Davis and a Josh Myers need to play? Probably not. So again, is it still going to be as JV-ish if it was in January as opposed to moving it six weeks earlier? I don't know. What are we playing for? And Scott Van Pelt's said the best. What are you playing for? The you know Paul Bunyan's axe? Mm-hmm. The Illibuck? <clears throat> yeah, the like Illibuck. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> About that, right? We're playing for we're playing for the conference, man. It's so much bigger than the conference now, because we got a legitimate shot of winning it. Yep. Let the dudes win it. Well, there's a there's a lot to unpack there, Schlegs, and I think unpack it then. One thing, open it up <laughs> like a present on Christmas. I'm, oh, yay! Yeah, this would be like Christmas if we Let's could do get some it. football early. I because I, I had a couple other uh, former players, you know, uh, played with Michael Bennett. I don't want to name their names here, but there's, they're trying to figure out what's going on too. And they want football back. And their question was, well, well, the same thing you talked about, like who wants to play if there's not a national championship? Why would they think November is an acceptable option? And I said, well, 
you and I are looking at this from the football side. Me as a journalist, you as a former player, coaches have asked the same thing that we know. They, they don't really understand fully how Thanksgiving would work because you're taking out the single biggest trophy out there. That, you know, that doesn't matter to Rutgers, but it does matter mm-hmm. to Ohio State. So well, what is the issue? Well, it's 14 presidents, and I think that that continues to be lost in, in the decision-making factory here. When people are looking at it from a purely athletic side, you want all the trophies out there. You want the maximum opportunities for the NFL. That's what we want. They are looking at it like, well, you get to play a season. That's what you wanted, right? You wanted to play the game. They don't care about the college football playoff. That's not going to enter most of their minds. They're, most of them don't have athletic backgrounds. That's been the single biggest hurdle. And I think if you look back at the initial vote and the way that this has transpired those three or four weeks since then, it's that they weren't communicating the importance to each other. The conversations were happening separately from athletic directors or presidents or doctors and athletic directors or doctors and Kevin Warren. And none of this was coming together collaboratively, as you always talk about, Schlegs, to get a solution. And now I think there is that. I I was told that tomorrow there will be a meeting that includes athletic directors, uh, a couple different doctors that made the decision in the first place a month ago, and presidents. I think... They also underestimated the fallout. And the, now there was football on Saturday night that wasn't good and the anger and the financial blow and that not everybody else was going to be on board with them. Mm-hmm. But you have to have those 14 people sign off on it or 12 of them or however many uh, to have that majority that they all feel comfortable because they're the ones that pay the checks and they don't want to take the risk. And that's, that's fine, but you got to get those people on board. So I'd like to piggyback off of what you said, just the fact that, you know, Ohio State people take Ohio State into account. And moving it to November solves some problems, but the overarching problem is Ohio State is still being lumped together with these teams, like you said, who aren't interested in competing for a national championship. They know that's not on the cards. They're not even really worried about a winning season. So if it goes away, whatever, if they only have to play six games, whatever, they're just trying to, you know, appease the parents and the players. And then on top of that, like the economy, the economy on each and Rutgers is not going to be affected the way the economy at Ohio state or Columbus is. Mm -hmm. So we're still, you know, if they move it up to November, people get a little bit happier because we might actually see some Ohio state football, but it doesn't solve the problem that we're talking about with Ohio state wants to compete Mm -hmm. for a national championship. Guys want to get enough playing experience and enough film out there to be able to go to the draft and feel comfortable that they did put forth a worthwhile year. Right. There are so many different factors that play into Ohio State than do the rest of these Big Ten teams. And if they can't give Ohio State an opportunity to play for a national championship, we're still discussing then, okay, well, these big-time players at Ohio State and some of these other bigger programs, is this worth it to put my body on the right. line for – Paul Bunyan's axe in the Illabuck is, is that because it really does become a business decision for some of these bigger time players and I would be somebody who doesn't you know I, I'm not going to be upset with a player who says why would I put my body on the line for six games mm-hmm. if I can just wait it out for next year get red shirted gray shirted whatever they have to do it's just it's a different you know it's a different yardstick it's it's not the same thing so they need to keep keep on moving it up. I think they will. I think they're testing out the waters, trying to find out what people are going to say and are people going to keep pressing for the reasons of the original cancellation and eventually if they can move it up to October like Schlegs was saying, then I think reasonably Ohio State could make an argument that they they deserve if they win out and all that kind of stuff to compete for a national championship. That'll be an argument. You know, the SEC and the ACC are going to do everything they can to delegitimize that, but 
I think if you play a good solid eight, six to eight games, yeah. you could say, all right, we deserve to be in the running. Yeah, so I would say, I would add on to this that there's been a, a crack in the armor of the Big Ten, and that's where the president said, we, we, we didn't vote. Right. We didn't I didn't know there was a vote or I wanted a season. So you have individual presidents coming out that not everybody was in alignment. Right. Right. And so that goes into what are the standard operating procedures for making this type of decision? If it's all 14 and they all have equal weight, obviously, that's going to upset us because we're like, we're the we're the cowbell for the Big Ten. So that so a Rutgers and a Maryland directly impacts us. Now, again, all politics aside, but you still have to consider politics in the matter. So let's go look at the schools. Remember, there was a vote. Okay. New Jersey. Demi- I mean, I'm talking about the Democrat. I'm talking about the governors of each individual state. You have Rutgers as Democrat, not playing football. Maryland Republican, not playing football. I'm talking about playing football in their state. You have Pennsylvania. Democratic governor, not playing football in their state, but somehow Pitt is playing. Okay, then you have Michigan. We already know about her governor. She wants to wait, shut down the state until they have a vaccine, whatever, but also Democrat with two schools. You have Minnesota and Wisconsin, but Wisconsin wanted to play. So you take all those ramifications, then you have the schools that were Republican governors, and I don't, again, I don't care about it. But then when you have a governor from Michigan and a senator from Minnesota saying that I had conversations with the president of our universities talking about how they shouldn't play, that directly impacts Ohio State. Now, so again, politics should not be in it. I have a hard time with the suits that don't play making decisions and choices for the kids that do holding their opportunity back and not being able to sit at the table. And they said that finances were not part of the part of the equation. Why wouldn't they be part of the equation? Why wouldn't you think that out? Then they had uh, the medical information. Hey, we don't want to do it because it's not safe for the athletes. But yet you didn't go out and look at all the different sports. Well, they're in a bubble. NFL's not in a bubble. Major League Baseball's not in a bubble. They're all going home and then coming in. Right? Why don't we take data points from other people that had COVID across the world that are still playing sports now and bring that to the table? Why? Why didn't we do that? Because it went against our agenda, which was we didn't want to play football in the first place. And the person that was driving that conversation is Kevin Warren because he is the person that was supposed to relay the voice of the athletic directors of which all 14 said we wanted to play to the university presidents, give them that information. Give them the medical information. The medical information should be for football and against football. Allow them to make their choice, right? And they come out and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. But again, they did this to themselves by saying postpone, a.k.a. cancel, because now you're not playing for anything. Mm -hmm. And so all you got to do is this. We made a mistake. Hmm. We're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to have everybody together in the room for the best interest of the athletes, which that's what it's all about. Because none of these cats play, right? It's the dudes that are playing. And we're going to come up with a solution that has their best interest at the, at the you know, forefront of it. But I don't even think that they need to make that decision for these players slash parents. Kevin Warren says, eh, we had a lot of tough family discussions about our kid playing in Mississippi State. How about you let all these Ohio State parents, all these Big Ten parents, have that same discussion with their kids? You shouldn't have these guys, the, the suits that you, you know, you're talking about, making the decision for them. They should say, hey, we're going to play. If you and your family don't feel safe, you have your eligibility, you'll have an extra year, you'll have whatever you need, don't play. But for everybody else that's sitting there saying, yeah, you know, we're going to play, we're, we feel safe, we want our kid to be out there, or the kid says, yeah, I want to be there – 
they took that decision away from them, which I think is what most of the parents are saying. Why did you do that? Yeah. You know, you can have that discussion with your family, Kevin Warren. You took that away from us to even think about having that discussion. Uh, that That's where the hypocrisy just really so, just stabs you. Well, so many things have also come out in the time frame of which since they made the decision, which was August 11th, so 20 days ago, yeah. right? You now have Abbott and other, like three other people that have a saliva testing that, that the results can come back, mm-hmm. you know, significantly faster. You have this for whole five dollars, by the way, right? So which again, is what makes it makes it more affordable, affordable yeah. for all the other so universities. Rutgers can get them, right? Then you have then you have the CDC coming out, and again, it's on their website. It's actually oh, yeah. Table Two or Graph Two, and it talks about how. Six percent of all of COVID deaths were COVID only deaths. Everybody else, two point six um, extra factors, yeah. right? I don't know what the yeah, word was. Yeah. Extra factors that went in, yeah, conditions that went into that death. Again, not taking any validity away from the seriousness of the virus, but it just then you have to look at the demographic of the people of which you serve, which is a student athlete under twenty four, and the amount of deaths that they have, and then the myocarditic that we already know that that's been around, mm-hmm. medi- you know, in the medical community for quite some time. And we also know how to treat that. So you put all that together and say, hey, listen, we came to Hayes. We had the best interest of our student-athletes at first, but now we got new information. We're seeing how other people are doing it. And guess what? Let's bump it up. But hopefully that's where I think the coaches will get on board and really push it. But it also just shows the disconnect from presidents that run a university and also the athletic departments, right? Because it's part of your university. Why would you have that disconnect? Right? Why yeah. wouldn't you understand the voices of people that you serve? Because that's how I view it. As a president, you serve all these different, you know, people in your university. It's a big part it's of your university. It's not just academic. Yeah, 100%. Go ahead, Mike. To, to adjust your plan based on new information, we need to know that you made that plan based on mm-hmm. the existing healthcare yeah, information. We don't even know. know if that was actually <laughs> their plan. Nice. So why would they adjust a plan based on new testing and you know new numbers and all that kind of stuff when that really wasn't, didn't have anything to do with it? To me, that's, it's, ex- it's exposing their whatever it was. You know, it's chipping down. What were the reasons? What were the reasons? And we said it early on. I don't believe the reasons ever were about player safety or anything if like that. If they were, they'd say, here, here's our list. This this is what we went after. This is what we went off. You were trying to yeah. have the season. If you were actually, if you were interested in having the mm-hmm. season, and player safety was the thing holding you back, which is what they were trying to say to us, then this any of this new information, you would have jumped on it like that. Yeah. There wouldn't have been hesitation. You wouldn't need yeah. radio personalities telling you about this new information. Oh, yeah. They would have been looking for it, <laughs> that, that, but they weren't. That Nebraska they lawsuit. Either, here you guys go, parents. This is want how we the made season our decision. To happen, yep. Or the information that they were going off of had nothing to do with medical, and if it had nothing to do with uh, economic, which is what you said they said, then what the heck that was they in the making letter. a decision based yeah. off? In his letter, he said there My was a vote. vote. Financial uh, implications were not in consideration. I'm like, why wouldn't they be? Right. Right? And just come out and say, this is why. At least the Pac-12, and we already know that there was a backroom handy where it's like, hey, listen, we're not going to play. All right, That's a handshake, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, boom. They're like, hey, you're not going to play. Well, then we're not going to play. Well, surely they can't play without us. Mm-hmm. And they just said, yeah, we will, right? So they thought everybody else would fall in line. They, I'd also know, Kevin Warren didn't, I mean, if you think about the Big Ten, and again, all this kind of information got, you know, trumped over because we didn't hear about it because all this new stuff came out. But we were also the first to say that we weren't having conference play or non-conference games. Mm-hmm. That threw 
the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. they were having meetings every three to five days with commissioners about this. Didn't tell SEC, Big 12, ACC that we weren't going to have non-conference games and just did it. And they're just like, what? Like, we've been talking every day. We've been talking every day. Like, we were going to go about this, and then you just cut the season to conference only. Okay, now we're going to go back and look at it. Like, it was always this, well, we well, want to be the first mover. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the first mover. Now, now we are the first mover, and everybody's like, whoa, mm-hmm. yeah. we are playing. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a key point, Schlegs, because the other conferences knew that that was likely where it was heading. The Big Ten just jumped the gun and then didn't tell them they had definitively made the decision to move forward. Everybody knew non-conference was most likely not going to happen this season. The other leagues were prepared for that. But then to go rogue and do it on your own, to be first, again, that's another situation where delay was the easiest option. I don't understand why they've taken the most extreme option time and time again. And I've said it every week here, so you guys know that this is how I feel, that there is some difficulty and almost impracticality to – getting through a season with contact tracing. But if you're going to go forward with the schedule that they put out, then you have to assume you know that somebody might miss an offensive line for two weeks or that Auburn can't practice for a week just like they did last week because they had two position, two position groups out or they didn't want to practice. Oklahoma, Texas Tech, North Carolina, Notre Dame, it's happened all over the place. Okay, so I get that. And that might put an asterisk on the season for some games or you might get an unlikely champion who just didn't get sick all year. Mm-hmm. But that's all I've, – I've completely – Fans would accept I, I've that. changed my my stance on that a little bit. I still think it would absolutely suck to see teams lose or get wiped out because your your star quarterback, if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields is out. I think that that would be tough to understand. But then I also would get to see football, and Sean Wade would get to play football for six or eight weeks or whatever. I mean, I, 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 I flipped a little bit on that, but that same challenge does still exist. I can't pretend like it doesn't. But at least you're trying. Right. And fans, that's all they want. You know, they just want some kind of normalcy. All right, we're going to try and do this football thing. If it doesn't work out, you know, it gets too bad, we gave it a shot. Sure. Instead of just eh, throwing in the towel, you know, in August, they say, you did it. You had your protocols in place. It didn't work out. Thanks. You know, hey, thanks. Thanks a lot for at least trying. And, you know, even the kids on the team, we gave it a shot. You know, didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but we gave it a shot. We didn't take away your hopes and dreams with one newsletter. We, we, we tried to go through this, and we tried to do it. I think everybody would understand that. But it's just the, we're canceling. We're not going to tell you why. My son's playing at Mississippi State. It's all good. You know, that, that's what has people all up in arms. I'm going to give you an example of, of this in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus City Schools closed football. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody else is playing. Yep. They understand that, and I, I mean, it's the same thing at Worthing. When, the, when, the, when COVID happened, and you're going there and, and you're a parent with a high GSF, and you're like looking at how is my kid getting taught now, right? It wasn't really up to par because it was so new, right? Par- the teachers didn't really know, and it was basically a pass fail. So kids are just going to mm-hmm. pass fail, right? I'm going to do the work. It's not probably not going to be your best. So you're going to stay on top of them. But really, when you go in and I was talking to the teachers and the principals and stuff, just I wanted to know what was going on. The number one thing for them was we got to feed these kids. Like there's kids that we have in our community that that's the only two meals that they get. That's the most important thing. We'll worry about the education thing later. Number one thing is we got to take care of these students because that's the number one. That's your customer. That's the person that you serve is the student, right? Well, then you have... OHSAA, the governor, hey, everybody can play football. Before that came out, Columbus City Schools 
We're like, hey, we're not having a football season. Well, new protocols, everybody's playing. They're understanding what the numbers are and the numbers have decreased in Ohio. The governor said we can play. Listen, it is imperative that these young people have athletics. They have meals and they have an opportunity. That's why we coach, Doug, right? We coach to make an impact on that kid. And that might be the only father figure he sees. And let's go impact that. They understand why athletics is so important. And because it is so important, we understand that we should, yes, you know what? We probably canceled it too soon, but we're going to reinstate mm-hmm. it yep. because it's ultimately about the student. And if we take that away, we're potentially taking away the only opportunity that they could possibly have of going to college. That's real talk. Yep. So guess what? They said, you know, we probably too early, but guess what? It's okay. It's never wrong to do what's right. And what's yep. right was reinstating it for those student athletes. That's all sports in the fall. And now here in the Big Ten, you have an opportunity of doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it seems you like the Big Ten's scared to say, well, we were wrong. They don't want to take when, ownership of that, yeah. which is the number one what fundamental they, of, of a good leader is to take ownership. Oh, sh- the buck no stops with you. It. But if they do change their mind, nobody's going to be mad about that. Yeah, no. Exactly. Thanks. You, you made a mistake. Everybody does. We're fine yeah, with that. Let's go on and off, let's move forward. That's going to be. Exactly. Yeah, because then it's more like fire them all, yeah. you know, because you, you can't own up to your mistake. I have made a mistake. I've made lots of mistakes in my life. We all you know have. what? And guess what? You're the sum of those life experiences and you either grow from it. Right or you don't. The problem is we're seeing very poor leadership right mm-hmm. now in the Big Ten, where nobody wants to mi- uh, admit a mistake because they either think that they were so right, and they and you heard it from the lawyer from the Big Ten. It's like, all right, so we're getting an injunction potentially by the state of Nebraska district court to get these files based upon eight kids suing the Big Ten. That's unprecedented. Like, what are we talking about? Like, yes, because you took their opportunity away. Mm-hmm. All you do is be transparent, right. but you didn't want to. You thought you're bigger than them, but they're the ones that allow you to have that job. Yeah, and if you wanted to keep it, it would be really – everyone's going to forget <laughs> about the botched yeah. rollout if you go out there and let Ohio State compete for national championship. That'll be the last time I, I think about Kevin Warren for a long time because I don't ever think about the commissioner yeah, until they do something really dumb like add Rutgers or Maryland or cancel the football <laughs> season. Exactly. So that's – all right. Sport, <laughs> Schlegs gave a spoiler alert. Doug Worthington's behind the camera. We're going to give him a chance to come share Let's his go, thoughts. Dougie. Schlage is going to eat some more mac and cheese bites. We'll be right back on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, we got Doug Worthington in the house. He's been sitting there patiently yeah. eating some shrimp with some medium sauce. He I loves that know. shrimp. Look, add some garlic chicken. Don't forget about the garlic okay, chicken. Okay, garlic chicken. So he's been getting ready. He's fueled up, and he's hoping for football. I mean, we're all hoping for football. It was it was great to get a glimpse of, you know, the high school guys at it. Um, had a little bit of college football on there. You know, but, you know, as these guys already alluded to, it's like, Big Ten, please, man, give us a little bit of hope. You know, just get, give, give us a little bit of a fighting chance, you know, in a, a real desperate time in the country. When it comes down to this fall, almost upon us a couple weeks away, we're just kind of desperate that you guys just do – what, what, what any human can do, admit some fault, you know what I mean, come together, you know, b- bring the necessary resources and, 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 and just get this thing right for, 
for these kids, for these kids and these, these programs and for the cities that they're playing in. I think it was, it was a lot easier for us to go through the rest of the month of August when nobody was playing. You hadn't seen high school kids out there for one. You hadn't seen Austin P in Central Arkansas. So when I've got that on on Saturday night, maybe with a couple of beverages in me, yeah. maybe with a little money on the line if that was legal somewhere, I, it's like the, those schools have such limited resources. It, it is absolutely dwarfed. The Big Ten is the richest conference in the mm-hmm. country. Wow. I know that there are a number of people every time that I say it. So, oh, there's no way they make more money than the SEC. Yes, they do. The Big Ten is the most lucrative conference in the country. They can afford to do whatever they want. Yep. And I understand if they truly, deep down, the presidents believe that it's, it's safest to not play football, you know, show me that information. We'll all accept it. I understand. I know how to read. I know that coronavirus is going to be here throughout the fall. But you, you gave these guys all summer. You said you're going to come back. They had the risk of getting it, and a number of players did. Ohio State had to shut down camp in July. Why did you even – that also cost hundreds of, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to train in the summer. Mm-hmm. Why did you let that happen? The same concern was there, and now the, the situation keeps changing. It's more optimistic. Uh, they're more willing to make this change. It's and now the games are happening, and all the pressures mounting. It's just impossible for me to believe that other schools and high schools, especially, can play, and that the Big Ten can't figure out a way to do it. I just don't understand it. I think it goes. I think it all goes back to they from the jump figured that we weren't going to play football. They, it felt like all of their decisions were predicated on not playing football rather than finding a way to play football. And I don't know if that's just the coronavirus mania that we were experiencing when it first happened. And then in the summer, everybody was expecting it to die down. And when it didn't, maybe they just panicked. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I would assume that you would think, you know, the longer we're in this situation, the, more, the better we can adapt to it. But it didn't feel like anybody was trying to really adapt to it, especially at the highest levels. And to not take into account some of these massive factors in canceling an entire conference's football program, football season, is absurd to me. And it's, it's, it's horrible lack of leadership. And then to not take those factors into account and not tell people what factors you did take into account, I, you know, we're just all, our heads are just going left to right, just wondering what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. I'm having to talk about stuff. Though. I'm, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've obviously been working as hard as I can to report on it fairly for six months mm-hmm. and also just living as a human in the age of COVID-19. But like, I need to, you need to explain it. I understand why the parents are so frustrated because I'm sitting here and telling people that this is why football is not going to happen or this is the situation with the vote or non-vote or whatever, but I don't understand how any of this stuff works. I have to defer to the experts, and if the experts don't say anything, that's why there is so much frustration. I get it. That's why that, that protest, peaceful demonstration right. happened a mile away mm-hmm. on Saturday. They, they want that opportunity, and more than that, they, want, they just want to understand why they don't have it. Yeah, they deserve it. I mean, uh, Kevin Warren, you're in a tough position. Um, to be a leader and to have, you know, a, a little bit of skin in the game with a, a kid that's in college and you're allowing him to play, it just doesn't bode well for him. Uh, as I kick my guy's leg and he's over there eating a sandwich and whatnot, I'm going to bring up one of his favorite contingency plans. Like, you guys are getting paid a lot of money to call some shots. Let's make sure that we make it the right way. In the beginning, they, they didn't do that. So we, we understand that. The contingency plan wasn't there. But you have time now to do what? You need to go ahead and look at some of the facts, you know, figure out what's going on in other conferences. You guys were having good dialogue before. You know, hey, ask those guys, hey, hey brothers, I'm sorry. Uh, 
we messed up, but can we get back on the table? Can we go ahead and talk about this? And let's see what we can do for not only the student bodies and the communities, but the parents and just, you know, everybody when it comes down to needing, you know, some of that content just for sanity in the fall. We need to have some Big Ten football. We need to just be able to give it a, a shot, at least so when it comes down to, you know, you being in this tenure that we can kind of say, at least you got it right, at least you wasn't scared enough to, 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 to go back on your laurels and, and try to, you know, make a – Right or wrong, so. But he is scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when they canceled, what did everybody say? All the SEC, they're not playing football this year. They're going to try. They're not. Everybody said they're, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost why the Big Ten didn't say anything for these last three, four weeks because they thought the same thing. They're going to try. It's not going to happen. And then they see a game Saturday night. Oh, yeah. November. After Thanksgiving, they got to come up with something because, man, it didn't happen like everybody thought it was going to happen. You know, all these programs in SEC, ACC, they didn't shut down. They're still practicing. There's a game on right now. We got to come up with something because we weren't right. Yeah. You know, but I think they were just waiting and waiting saying, no, we got this one. Yeah, we, we, we hit this one on the – we hit it out of the park. Yeah. And all these other people are going to find out real soon that you can't play safely. And then come this weekend – Oh, we were wrong. Well, and all the archives are up there, so there's no point in hiding it. I, I said that to you guys every every week that I felt like the SEC would cancel eventually. They'd have to. ACC would have to. Big 12 would have to. And that, you know, maybe that the Big Ten was holding out that they'd be vindicated in mm-hmm. that decision. But, you know, when that you still make... still hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. No, yeah, fair that's enough. The, yeah. That's still the thing. It's still... I, I'm sitting there Saturday night. I'm like, well, the season's here. The SEC still wasn't going to play for four weeks. Yeah. So... That situation could well change, yeah. but it also the NFL is going to start what, on Thursday night. Uh, you're also going to have this new information, Michael, that we've talked about waiting it out to make it the right decision. Well, is is the NFL able to execute games with smaller crowds and, and no true bubble? Are they going to have massive outbreaks? Do they have to change their schedule? The Big Ten could learn from that, and they could have used that again. That's why I keep saying delay was such an easy call. But we're gonna we're gonna find out if other leagues can play football because there's now Central P and or Central Arkansas and Austin yeah. P. Whoever uh, it was. that really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> whoever those guys were. The NFL is gonna play. Like you're gonna be able to see that the SEC's get, they built that into their schedule. You get that information and then you go from there. Like you're saying, delays. To me, delay was the only option you had because okay, let's say you get all the way up to the first week of the season and you you know you're watching what the NFL is doing, everything. You just you have more, you know, and more information is coming out. We the whole time we've done this, there's been new oh, yeah. pieces of information about this virus every week. So you know you're going to get more information. On top of that, if you wait until the, right before the first week and then you cancel, then starting back up in mid-October or mid-November or, or November is a lot easier. The guys have been preparing for this season. The strength coaches can put them through maintenance for the you know three, four weeks, heal up injuries from camp, and then you have probably a better season than you would have had normally. Mm-hmm. But to just cancel it six weeks before the season, I, I mean, it literally it is nonsensical to me. I don't understand how that could ever have been a realistic option for them, and other than that that's what they wanted to do since March. And, and granted, it's one of those things where, you know, darn if you do, darn if you don't, but the simple fact is, is after, you know, you've seen everybody and all these other people still give so much more effort. Uh, I mean, I'm a high school coach, and I had to kind of call it quits early. You know, I, I still talk to a lot of the guys on the team. I'm still active with the coaches. But I could not fully give myself to the program that would make me feel like I'm in it to win it. You know, I didn't know what was happening in the high school season. I didn't know if they're going to have, you know, different parameters. And look, they kept it moving. They kept it going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hats off to Spencer Smith and the guys up there in UA. But it's one of those things where 
if 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 I didn't go out and say, hey, man, well, I can't do it because of my reasons, and I selfishly was like, you know what, I'm not going to coach, you know, two minutes before the season started, that would have been on me. So Kevin Warren just got to understand it's bigger than him. It's all these guys that's playing sports and their parents who are signing those letters and letting them go off, go off and leave their communities so they can get an education and play some football. So we just need you to be as upfront with us as possible. Know that it's bigger than, than just, you know, you and your agenda. It's a town that depends on it. It's people's livelihood that depends on it. And we, we just want a lot more answers than you're willing to give us thus far. And that's the least you can do in that leadership role that you have. Yeah. <laughs> Schlicks, he Schlicks from the sideline. He can't tap out. Just come get the headset back on, Schlicks. Yeah, come on, man. He's he's yelling. Uh, he's yelling from back there. What happened? I got you. <laughs> he's Schlicks, and that's why the parents were out there. I asked. I talked to uh, Amanda Babb, the stepmother of Cameron Babb, the Ohio State wide receiver. She's the president this year of the football parents at Ohio State Group, and uh, a really, really sharp lady. Got a lot of responsibility that she wasn't expecting this year. And they're putting together the protests. And, and I was just like, she said, the hardest problem, the thing that they can't get over is that the Big Ten comes out, puts out the schedule, builds in, here's the coronavirus policies, here's the contact tracing pro- protocol, here's what we'll do if somebody tests positive, here's the stuff that we built into the schedule with multiple bye weeks and, and replacing the you know Jenga boards, Jenga tiles. And I said, well, that was five days later. I think that was a, maybe it was a Wednesday that Big Ten president's call was on Sunday night where we knew that they made their decision then, the voter no vote night. What had cha- What changed in those five days? And that's what nobody can get an answer for. And it's not just that they want a list of risks for coronavirus. Anyone yeah. can find those yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not that they you know, want to know specifically the number of times that needs to be tested or uh, you know, multiple studies of myocarditis. That's not what they're looking for. What they can't get past is what changed in those five to seven days when Kevin Warren comes out publicly and says, I would let my son play in the Big Ten and you know, have no problem with it. That's When we're talking about Kevin Warren, you just take his own statements and the choices he made, and they don't, they don't add up. And that's why people want a, a full, clear picture of what the presidents were talking about on Sunday night why there's a lawsuit, why there's letters to the Big Ten, why this is all dragging out now for four weeks. It shouldn't have happened this way. The problem is I guarantee that information is going to come out. And the yeah. longer they push it off, the more it's going to feel like some expose when it does come out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but, what she said because the, asso- the Football Parents Association has meetings of minutes, and they're just, yeah. they're just you know, 70, 85 mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course a Big Ten president is going to have all their oh. legal team transcribing everything that happened. We're going to get that information. We're going to get it. Yeah. And I would say within this week, you better start talking. You have to. Because like, every week that you delay, you're going to look worse and worse. And I don't know if they're just trying to collect checks because when that information comes they're out, about to be fired. they're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. And, and that's why they don't want to take ownership because right. You know who wants to take ownership when you lose your million dollar a year job? But everybody knows that this stuff's coming to light. They have they have lawyers coming that have the documents that have said, "Oh well, you know we probably shouldn't let this out." You're going to eventually. You're going to. And so when fans, you know, we're all frustrated that they're for whatever reason trying to bury this stuff down. Don't worry, it's going to come out. It's going to really piss everybody off, and then hopefully we'll have football. Well, hopefully they'll say, "Hey, how about we don't give you guys this stuff? Let's <laughs> just play football." And then everybody say, "Fine, right. we don't care what you did. Right. Let's just play football, and we'll we'll go no with harm, it. No harm, no foul. Yeah, no harm, y- no foul type thing." Do you guys hear that? 
<laughs> that is the, the, the landscape of, of college football as we know it kind of crumbling. Yeah. Um, as we have scandals and, and crazy documents that we got to kind of hide. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter, are we talking about amateur athletes who are on the brink of getting money and getting paid for their likenesses? We're kind of like throwing everything to the wayside, and we got to realize that, you know, with all this opposition, all this chaos, all this confusion, it's going to birth something new. And what we're kind of just getting a, a feel of it is how these parents are going to be involved, how the leadership needs to have stru- like a lot more structure, a lot more GSF, a lot more people that are held accountable, and just being able to give a players a little bit of a voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are young men. They can't do – I mean, they can't make – a 17-year-old guy in the locker room is a lot different than a 23, mm-hmm. 24-year-old guy. So there's levels to it all. But we got to understand that it's, it's a different time and age that we're going through, and we have an ability to make decisions. And when we're not the, – we're not the priority of these, these officials, elected officials, and people who are making millions of dollars, then that's when the problem happens. Um, I'm excited to see what this crumbling is. I just need some football, some Buckeye mm-hmm. football especially. Jay-Z, I know that uh, somebody who works in that office down the road there texted me on Saturday and said, hey, you know what? We don't need to see the vote. We don't care about the vote. If you just give us back football, Mm -hmm. we'll drop it all. No lawsuits, no FOIA requests, nothing. That would settle the entire thing? We don't care. So I think I speak for that those people down the road and everyone sitting at this table and Schlage's over there behind the camera. I don't care how they vote. Nope, nope. I no, think it doesn't matter if there was a vote. I don't care if Kevin Warren did it by himself and just said, you know what, I'm going for it. <laughs> just make it right and change the, you know, change it. And then everybody will just go away and everybody will be happy and we'll watch football on Saturdays. All right, we'll, we'll start that uh, with November and then work from there. Maybe yeah. we can get it back by October and see a real season. We'll see what happens. At, this, at least we're talking about something, the opportunity, some hope. Yes. Uh, bringing it to Letterman Live at Roosters. Michael Bennett, Anthony Schlegel, Doug Worthington, Justin Zwick. I am just Austin War. This has been Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. We'll see you right back here next week. Uh, Have a good week. See ya.